This, that, and the third. Chicken fighting over rings against one be the king, but long little cheek for a little old thing, little boy bang bang. Long little cheek. Chicken fighting over rings against one be the king, but long little cheek. Yeah, watch pretty mama while I slay my king. Long little cheek. Uh. It's the lifestyle show that gives you life. This, that, and the third on UBM Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Calvin King the Third and Reese PC. Yo, what is good, world? It is your boy, Calvin Leroy King, the one, two, thizzard. And you are now tuned in to another episode of This, That, and the Third, brought to you by Urban Broadcast Media. Each and every Friday night, tell a friend to tell a friend to check out the website, www.urbanbroadcastmedia.com. Download the app, Urban Broadcast Media, from the App Store or Google Play. And anytime you miss us live on Friday nights, be sure to check out the replay of our amazing podcast on SoundCloud and or iTunes by searching this, that, and the third with the third spelled I-I-I like the Roman numeral three. All right, so we're going to kick the show off in the best fashion we know how. First, by uh, shouting out our sponsors, none other than Twin Media Group. All right. And Freelance Academy nonprofit. All right. Now, we also want to give a huge salute to our executive producers. Been holding it down since day one. Pyramid Marketing Solutions, LLC. All right. So uh, we just want to thank our sponsors. Thank everybody. And if you want to sponsor the show or a segment of the show, you can definitely do that by inboxing us on any social media at this and the third with the third spell. I, I, I like the Roman numeral three or by hitting our inbox on Gmail. At this, that, and the third with the third spell I, 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 like the Roman numeral three. All right. But we're going to begin by talking a little bit about recapping last week's show. So, first and foremost, for anybody that was not there, shame on you. But at the end of the day, you're here with us today. You could have been anywhere in the world and you're here with us. So, we appreciate that. You, uh, you're 50%, one for one, one for two, rather. And I think I got my lovely co hosts with the mostest right here with me, yeah, virtually at least. You know what I'm saying? Reese, yes, you there? Yes, I'm here. Reese Casey, the one and only, is in the building spiritually. I was just watching The Ring. I feel, I feel like a minute now. I feel like a scary movie. I can hear you, but I can't see you. Taste you, touch you, or feel you. Okay. Lord, I know. It's so weird. Where you at, man? You sound like you're in front of Jewel. What the hell? No, I'm, I'm in the car. We're on our way to Warrenville. Ah, Warrenville. Okay, y'all buckle up. Right. Not a lot of us out there. All right. So I was telling the people, man, that we're going to recap last week's show, and then we're going to get into your business, my business, and then some new business. That's cool? Okay. All right. So last week we talked about, we kicked off the show with a very serious topic here on this and the third, and it was about single mothers raising boys to men and how it takes a community approach if we're ever going to be successful in that regard. So all the male coaches, mentors, counselors, uh, fathers of other people, uncles, big brothers, we all play a part, and um, let's help our women out. Or let's stay with our women in the first place and raise our own damn kids. But then you still need other uh, supportive men. In entertainment, right. we talked about uh, McGregor <laughs> versus Mayweather recap. Bing, bing, bing. Three piece, peace, peace, peace. Uh, we talked about Floyd, Kevin Hart, T.I., and Chris Brown, their efforts to donate to the Houston Relief efforts. Uh, we talked about CNN presenting that fake news all day last week. And then we also gave our three-piece spicy of the week out to Miss Issa Rae for taking it in the face inadvertently. Uh, we also talked about Around the Town, Labor Day Weekend Preview. Talked about how Red and Meth were in the city. Tech 9 was also with them. I got a chance to check that out. Uh, 10 things from IDon'tDoClubs.com for your weekend pleasure. And then we also talked in sports about fantasy everything. What was your favorite sport to play, your favorite sport to watch, your favorite sport now to participate in and or watch, and everything in between, and fantasy football a little bit. And posted up, we talked about Hooters closing because not enough butt cheeks are being shown, and millennials love the butt cheeks. Uh, we talked about females that are 100,000. 100, right. We talked about females that make a, more than 100,000K and how they want their men to do the same or they ain't going to be that man for long, you know what I'm saying? And just the disparity in uh, income with women uh, progressing in our in our society, which is real good. But can the men keep up? And if not, what impact does that have on relationships, which was our last topic of the week? And we talked about one-night stands leading to Car King and some goofy mug that wrote my man, uh, Dear DC Letter. And then we talked also about the true definition of what, what it means to be faithful. And I think we kind of agree that that means just full transparency. If you're out here running, just make sure your mate knows that y'all running so y'all can run to the clinic after each run, and then everybody's happy. But you can't be out here lying to your people. You silly. What my man say, oh, baby boy, you know what I'm saying? 
I uh, lie to you because I care about your feelings. I'm out here telling these cheeks the truth. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> words of the wise man, Zody, man. But uh, I think he said it in reverse. All right. But enough about last week. You ready to talk about some uh, new news for all these new news? Yeah, let's get into it. Alright, so we got a special guest that's on the way and we'll reveal her in a second. But while I got Reese on the phone, let's talk about uh, how your weekend how your week was and how your week finna be. Can we do that? How'd your week how'd your Labor Day go? Yeah. So Labor Day was good. You know the kids are back. The boys are back yeah. in town. Yeah. <laughs> My man's in them. Literally, right? Literally. When, um, to the skateboard park this weekend, and they are really nice. into this whole skateboarding movement. Yeah, I saw that um, on your um on your um yeah. was that the live your story. I saw that on your story. Yeah, on my IG story. Two right Bart Simpsons. My IG game up. Get your IG game up. You got two little Bart Simpsons on your hand. Yeah, and they went back to school, so you know, kids back in school. That's a great thing. Always. Um, and working on this film, so I've been busy. Nice, nice, nice. And how was the first day of school? Two? Like the babies, they went to what grade? They went to second grade. So, so was there excitement, or was it like been there, done that, got the t-shirt? No, they came home like, oh, mom, I think I'm gonna like this year because I like the teacher. Oh, okay. yeah, the, hey, the teachers matter. <laughs> teachers' yeah, lives matter. And, and how's the um, how's the scouting going? I know you on site right now doing some work for the film. How's that going? Right. So we got all most all the locations locked in. Like I said, we on our way to Warrenville now to lock in a few more places, and then it's a go. We start Friday. We are so proud of you, Reese, the one and only. I'll, I'll fly solo for that when you're making them type of power moves out here in the city. So salute to you. Thank you. Thank you. I ain't really Appreciate do too much, man. I got into um I got into a lot of action Friday night. It was a situation, man. I ended up linking with some. I ended up. Remember we talked about that um. Um, the female DJ franchise, she was having yeah. red, red light uh, special. At the Whiskey Bar. Definitely yeah. made it out to Untitled. Definitely made it to Pyramids Weekly uh, Kickback at Reverie. Everything was a lituation, Z. Friday night be busting in the city. And then it's like Saturday you just recover or something because I didn't have anything on my agenda Saturday. So I went super hard on uh, Friday and then kind of chilled out on Saturday for recovery mode. Sunday, obviously church, you know what I'm saying, with the uh, fam. And then we went ahead and hit this rooftop pool party, uh, kind of in the South Loop area. And it's crazy, man, because I'm at a pool party and people in there deep looking good, but two people are in the pool. It's Only like, two? Yeah, it's like hella people there. Nobody's swimming. Nobody's getting wet. Nobody would like the water Chicago splashed on party. them. Yeah, that was a Chicago pool party for real, Z. Because nobody in the uh, pool. But then um, also that night, I ran over to the uh, Soldier Field South parking lot where they had Meth and Red and uh, Tech Nine and a few others. So I got to see that. And then, um, yeah, just kind of chilled out. Monday didn't do nothing. Didn't really but do too Wednesday, much. Wednesday, you were a little lit too, right? You're bowling. Oh, you know, we got, yeah, the monthly bowling situation. So, do you know, we go pull up. And I'm talking about when you pull up in the parking lot, it's cracking. I'm like, damn, I did a good job promoting this thing this uh, month. Gee, look at me. <laughs> Could, couldn't get no parking spot for myself because, you know, I'm an hour late or whatever. So, I'm pulling up. It's about 8.15. Gee, I go in. League play. I said, man, what the... F- they was like, man, we started a league. There's a Wednesday night league. Are you here for the league? I'm like, no, I'm not here for a league. Do I have on a shirt that suggests that I'm here for a league? Nigga, I'm here to kick it. And they was like, man, you got to wait till 9, 30, 10 o'clock, bro. So we shot pool for oh, a good wow. Yeah, man. So, man, what they say? Phone first? Got a phone first, yeah. man. You got a plan. Got a plan. Or else you're uh, planning to fail. But, uh, yeah, it was good, man. We made the most of it. It's about uh, 15 of us out there betting that dollar. And, you know, I walked away with that bag. So, Wednesday's like a little payday for me, I guess. I guess we're going to call that a fundraiser. Oh, oh. Real so good time. we could have had breakfast on Sunday. Man, something. Breakfast at Tiffany's face ass. Let me shout out the live real quick. Talk with my girl, uh, Sandra Pickett. What up, Tracy? What up, Herb? What up, Javen? What up, Ra? What up, Tasha? And what's up, PJ, the infamous Ollie photography, man? I had to, uh, you know, put together, put together like a little social media post for the um, outing or whatever. And uh, I went to PJ's page. Man, this dude I has every... I saw that. I saw all your pictures. This I'm dude like... has every picture anybody has ever taken on his page. I'm like, I forgot how deep in the game PJ is, G. He has every memory captured in high quality, G. HD. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, um, is this uh, a for real bowling night? Like, it, man, it, it, can't erase what we were. Yeah, we used to go downtown to Ten Pin over there by the House of Blues, man. This is before everybody oh, had yeah. two babies apiece. You That's know what I'm when saying? it was called Marina City. 
Yeah, yeah, we used to get it cracking over there, man. It was dollar bowling, but then we took that over, and it was like, actually, it's fifteen dollar bowling now. Would you still like to come? We were like, no, thank you. We'll be out south. No thanks. Out south. Keisha on the live. What up, Keisha? She said, I got that bag, huh? Man, I got that. I got that. I got that bag. <laughs> you get that bag and you cut it in half. I'll be walking away with a nice little grip. It don't be but twelve, seventeen dollars, but it serves good for lunch and breakfast. But items. it's some okay. Stay yeah. like that. All right, so we're gonna get out of our business and go into some new news for all these new news beginning with lifestyles. That's cool, Reese. Yep. All right. And what's up to my man Terrence uh, Creighton on the live? What up, Creighton? And then what's up to my girl Lena Bivens? Always doing it big for the uh, co-ed flag football league. She's out there. All right. So in lifestyle, man, we're going to go ahead and jump right into uh, this little thing i seen that kind of can improve your lifestyle, or at least mine, I think. So i seen it's more of a posted up type topic, but it's a homemade charger that just requires the use of a 9-volt battery. Uh, ink pen, you know, the spring that comes in your regular ink pens to make it pop up and pop down. You take that little spring out, get that little spring, and uh, a car charger, the little nipple piece. And if you take the spring, put a piece of the spring um, by the, on the charger or whatever, and this is on the on the page, y'all can see it if I don't describe it right. And then you take the little, you know, I got the two prongs at the top of the 9-volt batteries. You put one in there, and you put the nipple of the, um, of the uh, what you call it, uh, the charger for your car in the other little slot, and then you just plug your phone up as if it was plugged up to the car charger, and it works instantly. So it was just one of them things, one of them home rem- remedies. You know, there's a lot of hurricanes and stuff going on like that. Maybe somebody out south right. of Miami or Puerto Rico or formerly Houston could could use it. That sounds like a survival. Could make killer. them a charger. Yeah, yeah. yeah gonna make you gonna need that phone because that's the first thing that you know towers down or whatever phone dies your family trying to get in contact with you and actually shout out to facebook and other social media because they was having like this little check-in thing like you were affected or impacted by the hurricane you were able to like check in on facebook to let everybody know man i'm alive i might not be able to get to the phone but i got some wi-fi i'm on my page and i'm letting you know i'm safe so i mean i think that was dope in spite of all the tragedies that are going on um, also, I wanted to ask you, Reese. We had a debate about this at the bowling alley: droids versus iPhones. Now, I didn't know that this was still a debate. I thought it was iPhone Nation when I joined the team, but apparently, there's still a lot of users of the Droid Galaxies, uh, all these other things. Do you know a lot of Droid users still? I do, and I don't understand why people are still using Android. Now, when you say you do, is it like fifty-fifty, or is it like more Droid users, um, or like? 80-20 No I want to say 60-40 60-40 Okay so it's close But iPhone is still Technically yeah, winning I think- I think so, but I think there are a lot of Android users. Okay. Yeah, that was that was news to me. So then they had a, a picture-taking contest. Obviously, I was the model. And we up at the bowling alley, and they took the same picture with a droid and with a iPhone. And, man, the iPhone lost like crazy, G. Yeah, you know, okay, so the droids, their pictures are better. Right. But, like, when you Snapchat videos, they mm-hmm. suck. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I guess it's pros and cons to both of them, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, also, I was doing some web surfing earlier and was looking at what's trending. So I checked out this website called Trends, Trend, um, no, TrendReports.com. And uh, that's also on the This and the Third Facebook page. So y'all go ahead and check that out. And they were just saying that there's some 2018 trends. And a couple of them popped out to me. And I'm going to run them down the list. You tell me if you're rocking with it or, or nah, Reese. Self-contained gardens. Urban gardeners turn to maintenance-free planters for convenience. And it pretty much sounds like you're able to, like, grow weed in the crib <laughs> no hus no fuss you for it okay uh domesticated cycling bike rack designs automated uh i'm sorry accommodated two two wheelers within interior spaces so pretty much uh indoor bike rack for your apartment i'm for it you with I that so you seen like right people now. put the bike on the wall and stuff like that yeah, so that's supposed to continue to uh, to boom. Mostly white people, though. Mostly white people, but I mean, it's more of a healthy, <laughs> conscious movement for the, for us as well. So hopefully, if we get it condos is. and apartments, because you know, in apartments you can't really put no nails in the wall like that. A condo, maybe. Well, you 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 can. I think we're just more reluctant to because everybody usually wants their security deposit back. On the real, I need that seven fifty. I need that seven fifty. You've been living here 14 years. You're still counting on that 750. <laughs> uh, they also have on-demand laundry. Innovative apps enable convenient and cost-effective laundering services. So you bring a whole new meaning to I got the draws. What you think about that one? Um, you let somebody take your uh, intimates. You, you let somebody take like... your laundry, though, and go through your stuff and then bring it back and trust them. Um, well, 
about to drop it off. You rather drop I'm it off? For the drop off service. Okay. Yeah. You want to look somebody in the eye across the counter? Hey, <laughs> don't be sniffing. <laughs> what about uh, urban athleticism? Now, this one was dope to me. Uh, performance wear becoming less conspic uh, becoming less conspicuous and with a more of a street a streetwear aesthetic. So it sounds like remember we used to rock starter jackets, starter. Right, and we used to rock jerseys back in the day. Like wearing jerseys was a big thing when Nelly was popular. It sounds like athletic apparel is starting to make a streetwear trend. Uh, you know, coming back kind of like I guess that was the '90s, right? What you think about that trend? Yeah, that was the '90s. You rocking with um, it? Did you like it? Everything is tight now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Back then, everything was oversized. So that would be interesting how that comes back. Maybe it's going to be track uniforms or, or, or swimming jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, niggas be wearing them, them girls wearing them body, body suits. Maybe that's going to be the trend. Right. Like, man, I'm just going to wear this little skin tight. All right, this little skin tight tight. I don't know, man. I kind of like that era, man. But I think we went too far with it. Like, we had the jerseys. We had the throwbacks and everything was cool. Everybody was matching it with their ones or whatever. But then they started wearing headbands. Then wristbands. Yeah, it was too much. Then helmets. Nigga, it's like you don't have a game. Yeah. You're just trying to be fashionable. See what's your own. Okay, we so we'll see what stop. we'll see what happens with those. Uh what were some of your favorite trends growing up, Reese? Um, I remember the um the Looney Tune jackets and the yo yo. I do remember the Looney Tune, the lot uh forty oh, what was that? Lot fifty nine or something like that. But there was the authentic Iceberg, but then Looney Tune came out with their own demo with just the Looney Tune characters. I was feeling that. What was the second right, one you said? Right, because Iceberg was expensive. Iceberg, um, Iceberg was um Tom and Jerry and them, and uh, I guess, yeah, that, that's, it's not, that's Looney Tunes as well, huh? Yeah, nah, that ain't Looney Tunes, but um, whatever. But um, remember the yo-yo jackets? The what? The yo-yo jackets. Yo-yo jackets. I yeah. remember the racing jackets, the Eminem and the Reese and the No, no. Okay, so remember Coke the 45. rapper Yo-Yo. No, what's a Yo-Yo jacket? The rapper... Okay, so you remember the rapper Yo-Yo? Yeah, you can't play with my Yo-Yo. Yo, yo. Okay, re- remember the jacket she wore in the video? Mm. You don't remember? Nah, is this like when she used to do the closing scene on the Living Color and shit? <laughs> you know they used to have Cuban yo-yo out there on the living color. Yes, yes. I think you know, I do yep, know what you're talking the about there. I think they I do were know like what you're talking about. Pleated jacket. It looked like a um, uh, quilted, um, not quilted, but I know what you're talking I about. You a picture. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. We're gonna put it on the page as well. Hey, y'all that are on the live, man. What were some of y'all favorite trends growing up? What's up, Ed? What's up, my man? Um, Big Dookie all the way in Atlanta. What up, Kels? I see you. You on the way. And what up, Chris? All right, so y'all are tuned in to This Down the Third each and every Friday night. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Check us out by searching This Down the Third on all social media. Checking out the um, podcast replay on SoundCloud and or iTunes anytime you miss us live here at UBM on Friday nights. All right? All right, so we was just talking a little bit about um, lifestyle. We're talking about some of our favorite trends. Y'all let us know, what were some of y'all favorite trends growing up? And yes, Lena, I do have on the shades. What you mean? What you mean? Get up out of here. Um, also... What trends did you dislike growing up? You said you liked the yo jackets, you liked the uh, you know the uh, Looney Tunes. What else did you not like? I didn't like the um, the razor one pants leg up. Remember that? You ain't like the LL. Like, like what was that? She said she ain't like you, know, you had to raise your pant leg up depending on what gang you was in. I like that. I liked it on jogging pants, not so much on jeans. That cuff hurt when oh, you pull that cuff stupid. up. That's that denim breaking against flesh. So I didn't like that, but I definitely liked it for uh, jogging pants. Yeah, but you know, some guys will pull them both up. Ah, like, yeah, then you were goofy. You might as well have shorts. You might as well have yeah. shorts. You're going to pull both of them up. I, you know what I didn't like, man? I didn't like the pacifier trend. You remember when everybody was having pacifiers with bubbles in them? Yes. I didn't like that. Yes. I didn't like that because it I seemed... Did, I did that. Ah, you were with them. You had overalls and the little <laughs> uh, shit balls holding your ponytails, too. And the little click clack. Yes. You remember click clacks that looked like yes. barrettes <laughs> or whatever the balls yes. girls used to have in the head? I had them. And you, you wrapped like 10 of them on your little braid mm-hmm. hanging down your back if you had a long braid on the real on the real so it was was a couple trends man that i could have done without man uh did you like stonewashed or was you too young for that no too young whatever when it came back it came back i know you got that one but like when we was baby babies stonewashed was kind of i didn't like them then you ain't like them you remember zubas Mm-mm, what's that? Man, I'm gonna have to show you a picture. These was like athletic wear. Talking about street street wear being uh, street wear being messed with, with athletic wear. It's like uh, invite you to give to our efforts to help our neighbor. It's like uh, 
I, I don't know. Like, they would have pants for each sport team. You know what I'm saying? But they would have these Velcro straps. Instead of a belt, you would kind of wrap. It looked like MC Hammer pants, but they were, like, for working out. So if you think about back in the day when people used to be in the gym with the spaghetti strap, halter tops, the swole dudes, the pants they would have on, those were probably Zubas. Uh, okay. Yeah. So if you could set a trend before we get up out of lifestyles, if you could set a trend, what would that trend be? What would yours be? Uh, if I could set a trend, man, you know me, man. It's eradicating bullying. It's on some hum- humble bragging, man. And I feel like, you know, it's a trend to allow bullying to be a part of growing growing up. And I think if we can, when we reverse that trend and make it go in a 180 direction, that would be a dope trend when people would just like overly went out their way to be a buddy, not a bully. It's audacious, but I think it's possible. Did I kill you? Did I kill you with that one? I know. <laughs> Damn, you dead? We may have lost. We may have lost my co-host on that one, man. But we asking uh, for our final question of lifestyles is: If you could set a trend, what would it be? Mine would be for everybody to go above and beyond for the next person, man. And I think you know it, it's kind of contagious. It's like if somebody treats you, treats you, you want to treat other people how you getting treated, and how you feel about yourself. I think if everybody felt good about themselves, treated themselves right, and things like that, uh, that would be contagious. Like I'm having such a great day, I want you to have one too. So that'd be a trend I want to set. What trend would you want to set? Everybody that saw my live, what up? What up, Clarence Montgomery? Gloria, what up, what up? Terrence, what you talking about? He said, love the college days jerseys, the college jerseys on the real, them throwbacks. I had a, a number 14 for Colorado. I don't even know who the quarterback was, but that mod was smacking. Um, another 14 for Penn State back in the day, too. Uh, Stonewash was cool, says Creighton. Uh, had Tim's all day. You got to have the Tim's in the collection. And had uh, Georgetown 33. Yeah, that's that uh, Pat Ewing. Chris Colt said, uh, I'm younger than y'all, but uh, he had them Jabot jeans, and they fit dope back in the day. And then uh, Creighton also said that the pacifiers were terrible. Yeah, I missed the Jabot era, man. I was there for, I was there for Boss. I was there for Pelly. You know, Pelly's still a West Side thing, but I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I was there for Pelly. I was there for a lot of the moves, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think of another one. Mecca. I was there for the Mecca move. Mecca. Yeah. Gucci? You have a Gucci? Nah, yeah. I wasn't the Gucci dude. I was the FUBU dude. I was the FUBU dude. Like, nobody had more FUBU really? than me, G. Yes, I was I crazy with it. I was definitely the FUBU dude. Yeah. I'm talking about when you wear the do-rag that says FUBU around the rim, the damn pantyhose. Oh, yeah, it was extreme. Like, LL really was a good marketing tool for oh. them for me. Um, also, first down. First down, G. I was all in the first down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love and I, I'm gonna admit I was I was part of the Tommy movement, man. Even though they, we were told we shouldn't shouldn't be, I was part of the Tommy movement. Did you yeah, wear a lot yeah, of hair, figure? Really on Tommy like that? You weren't on Tommy. I wasn't on Tommy like that. Okay. Nope. Okay. All right, so we gonna move out of so, lifestyle. Uh, and We gonna go into. Go, go ahead. What's uh, going on with your uh, work wife? Is that there yet? No, no, no. She ain't right. She, uh, she said she was okay. doing extra makeup for me. And I was like, just come as you are. And then she was like, nah, I just want to look real nice for you. And I was like, I'm sure you will. And you worked away. Okay. Yeah. okay. And you know, well, look, she look, know I'll wait. She know I'll wait. Straight like that. <laughs> hey, man, speaking of uh, work wise, you are my work wife. And you look kind of like Sanaa Lathan. And she just cut all her damn hair off. What's going on with that? I know, I know. I think it's for a movie. It gotta be for like um, G.I. G.I. Janet. When I saw that picture, I was thinking, hmm, maybe I can shave mine. Ah, like I wouldn't take it to the extreme. Do you think that's gonna start? Do you think that's gonna start a trend with uh, sisters no. trying to just shave their whole head off? No, I don't think so. Because I think people do it now, and you know, it's kind of it don't work for everybody. Z. If you ain't got that shaped no, head, if your head ain't shaped. Ah, oh, my man Creighton said a Nietzsche. Everybody remember Nietzsche. Yeah, and I, right, and I think my head is for that. Yeah, you definitely got a domsky womsky. All right, so what about sports, what man? So the NFL season kicked off last night with the Chiefs going up, uh, squaring off against the uh, Patriots, the Super Bowl champs. Did you watch the game recently or watch any highlights or anything associated with the NFL? I'm assuming she didn't, but uh, the Chiefs ended up winning 42 to 27. Now I didn't watch the game, but you know, if you on social media, you can find out pretty much anything these days. So I did find out that the um, Patriots lost. They lost like two of their good, um, I think, defenders, or maybe they lost Am- Amadola and um, one of their uh, premier 
defenders. So everybody was getting injured last night. Somebody on the Chiefs actually got injured as well. But I wasn't expecting a 42-27 to 27 loss. Even if they were going to lose, I didn't think they was going to lose like that coming off the Super Bowl win. But, you know, it happens. Um, also in sports, the Cubs are atop of the National League Central Division. So shout out to the Cubbies. I actually was listening to some radio station, and they was like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? If you can't get into Wrigley Field, but you still want to see quality baseball, come on down to Sox Park. And I'm like, what? Like, how, what type of advertisement is that? Saying that the Cubs are sold out, but there's plenty of seats down here on the south side, man. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to come to the game. He's like, no, it's quality. It's quality right. baseball. And I'm like, so why aren't the seats selling? But figure that out you figure right. out life and the nba news uh kyrie Irving is now on the cover of nba 2k 18 when his new um celtics jersey so y'all check that out man because you know that's gonna be um just interesting man he ain't even played a game for the Celtics yet and he's on the cover of the hottest one of the hottest uh, basketball uh games for all the systems and he in his new jersey you know what i'm saying uh tracy mcgrady man the dog of amongst dogs uh, was inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame this week, but it was bittersweet because his acceptance speech was more so talking about how he can't get his mind off the people that are in Houston that were negatively impacted by um, Hurricane Harvey. Because, you know, he used to play for Houston, but he has, you know, taken root there as well. So his people there, a lot of his friends and family are there. And because he stays in like a neighboring community, like outside of the city, I guess his stuff was safe and a lot of people had to seek refuge to his neighborhood. Uh, so, you know, he had that fresh on his heart and mind when he was giving his acceptance speech. Lonzo Ball of the Ball family says that no one listens to Nas because he's past his prime and real hip hop is now Migos and Future. What? What do you think about that, Racy? Do you think that comes off as disrespectful? Do you think it's just a sign of his age? You say he's a thought. So, this is the dad, Lonzo. No, this is the son that plays for. uh, This is the son that plays for the Lakers. Uh, The Lakers. Mm -hmm. Mm. Young boy, when I was a young boy. He's young, so he's young, right? More of our generation. And that's his truth, right? So I get it, right? And Nas but I, ain't came out with nothing, so he's not really relevant right now. I did see something that said Nas 2017 mixtape, but I was like, Nas doesn't do mixtapes, so how's that work? But I mean, he did a concert with Lauren Hill the other night, and but, I heard you know, it crack. Did you hear good stuff about the concert? New. Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody on my timeline that posted about it was like, man, it cracked. I didn't know that Lauren Hill yeah. couldn't do anything off the miseducation because she something with the beats. She can't do the beats. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because of the whole, I know, right? Whole legal the issue. whole legacy. Wow. Yeah, because I'm like, isn't that her only album? Yeah, outside of the Fuji stuff. Come on. Come on. Okay. Yeah, so, um, we got to do better, man. Uh, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily phrase it like... Nas is irrelevant I would just be like Man I like Migos and Future Or I identify more With Migos and Future Versus I identify with Migos and Future They are hip hop And Nas ain't I would just be like Man they all are But this well, is the hip hop That I rock with And I would say Future 10-15 years from now May still be cool But Migos I'm sorry I just don't think so Yeah I mean They stayed around They staying around Longer than I expected Like them The Ray The you know Lil Uzis The Kodak Blacks And the um, little yachties, they kind of all, and even Twenty One Savage. It just seems like they all are jockeying for a position for man, who gonna who gonna make it? Because you know all of us can't stay around. But the Migos holding their own right about now. You know, designer tried to come knock Future out the box, and I thought he had it with uh, Timmy Turner and uh, Panda, and he came and went. Future's still here, so I don't know. It's not just your sound; it got something to do with your swag too. Yep, I agree. Yeah, but then um, this dude, he's sitting there dissing Nas or whatever, and then he goes to his brother's day birthday party or whatever, and then he was recorded spitting bars on the mic, and dude is trash, apparently. He's not like trash, trash, but he's recyclable goods, it sounds like. So he doesn't really have any room to be a, a, a music critic, necessarily. Uh, but he said his top five MCs of all time, this was in 2016, was Lil Wayne, Future, DMX, 50 Cent, and Pop. Did you hear about the uh, 50 Cent deal with uh, Stars? No, what happened? I heard 500 M's, G. Now, I don't know how accurate that figure is, but I heard 500 M's would be exchanged for, I guess, the re- renewal of the power contract. Well, sounds like he's winning. 500 M's? He said, man, gonna take my name, put a zero on it, and an M on the back, and we good. And he got 500 of them things, G. So, even if it's not, even if it's five, even if it's 50, like, I don't know what a good number is, man, but 500 M's, 
for your product, Z. That's winning, Z. And that's not even a lane he yeah, came from. He's a, he came from, you know, he does it for the culture, obviously, but he came from hip-hop, and he done parlayed all the way into, he probably going to get whatever y'all get for that. What is it, an Emmy? What what, what would um, st- um Power, what would power win? Would they win Gram- not Grammys, but uh, Oscars? Golden Globes? Yeah, one of them shits. I'm going to have to ask my man Charles, who the president of SAG. Uh, Chris Carl said bad parenting. <laughs> he said uh, Le- uh, LeVar Ball, bad parenting. That's why his son talked crazy like that. What up to Richard uh, Nettles and Jessica Morales on the live, man. Y'all stay y'all stay tuned and y'all tuned in to this, that, and the third each and every Friday night right here on Urban Broadcast Media. Tell a friend to tell a friend to download the Urban Broadcast Media app. Check out the website. And anytime you miss us live on Friday nights, you can always check out the replay on SoundCloud and or iTunes by searching this, that, and the third with the third spell, I, 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 like the Roman numeral three. It's your boy, Calvin Roy King, the third, and I got my lovely co-hosts with the most by my side on the phone, Miss Reese PC, the one and only. So we were talking about uh, lifestyle. We moved into sports, and now we're talking about the Ball family, who essentially are becoming the new Kardashians because they have the Ball uh, Ball in the family is a new Facebook series starring the Ball family. Have you heard about that, Reese? No. Yes. That put it on the page. I had to find it. Jeezy. So first of all, I didn't know Facebook had shows like YouTube got shows, Netflix got shows, Hulu got shows. They got shows apparently, and the and Ball in the Family is starring the Ball family, and the trailer didn't look that bad. I'm, I mean, I ain't, I ain't here nor there with it. I ain't a fan or a friend or a foe, but the trailer looked like something I would watch. G is an upcoming NBA dude. He got um, MVP of the summer league. He got all this hype. He played for the one of the sexiest teams in NBA history. You know what I'm saying? The LA Lakers. His dad is a nigga that speaks things into fruition like a mog, and uh, he's very controversial. His mom is battling cancer. His younger brothers are coming up through the ranks, and they're signed to U- uh, UCLA. And his dad wants all three of them to end up on the Lakers together, and they have a show on Facebook. I would watch the shit. I have to admit it. Would you? I mean, I'll watch it for a minute. But. She sounded very lackluster when she said that, people. She said, I mean, I guess I would watch it for a minute. I don't think I would I click the like you know, button the on that bitch. Is, the dad is entertaining. The so dad is very entertaining, man. see what he has going next. Stay like, like that. next for the ball family. Shout out to the bass guy, Chris Bass, tuned in on the live. What up, big bro? Taught me anything I know. And then uh, what up with my man, Iron Man, TJ Steele? What up, boy? Out there on the West Loop, West Side. I see you, boy. All right, so we're going to move out of sports and go into entertainment because we talk about the Bar family and they are hella entertaining, man. So in entertainment, Reese, you actually put me on this. This is a new Netflix anime series entitled Neo Yokio, and it stars the voices of Jaden Smith and your favorite, second favorite, Deuces and Moreau. What? I know, Deuces and Moreau. Yeah, I just saw that the other day. Um, so, yeah, something new coming out. They haven't really talked much about it. Yeah. So I clicked um, on it and read what you posted. And it's on the page, y'all, for those that um, haven't seen it. But it's on the December 3rd Facebook page. But it premieres September 22nd. So it's coming up later this month. And the year is flying by. So, you know, the 22nd feel like it's tomorrow. But um, I was yeah. reading through the comments. And some of the comments that, well, one of the commentators was saying, stop slapping our melon on anime characters and calling it a black thing. Anime is a celebration of Japanese culture and lifestyle, fantasy or real. So my question is, what if they didn't use black characters at all? Like, what if they was like, all right, we coming out with this new anime series. It, just like all the other ones, ain't going to have no African-American or Nubian representation whatsoever and deal with it. Would we be pulling the exclusion card? Like, man, why don't anime ever have black people in it? Or would we, you know, kind of shut up and chill? Or what if the... What if they use black characters in the actual portrayal of these anime characters and non-black actors? So they said, man, this character looks like Samuel L. Jackson, but we're going to get Tony Stark. What's his name? Um, Robert Downey Jr. to do the voiceover. Uh, You know what I'm saying? I want him to talk black. Like, what's going to make us happy? That would be an issue. What's going to make us happy? Not being represented, being misrepresented, or what they're doing with the inclusion of the Jaden Smith, the Deuces in a Row. And I heard even Willow Smith has a small role in it, too. So those were uh, black people that commented on that? And you know, the thumbnail would be real little, so I don't know if they was black, white. It sounded like a black comment. I'm just being judgmental here, but it sounds like a black comment. <laughs> it said, our, our melon. And then, is it melon? Melanin? Whatever. You know, we can't satisfy everybody. So yeah, you can't satisfy everybody. That's right. For doing their thing. All right. And, uh, Man, we had the boondocks. Did we support it enough? Like, why did the boondocks go off? Wasn't that our black anime? It was. It was really good. But I um Man, Aaron Magruder was doing his thing, then he moved over to Black Jesus and then you know where that's at. 
in the trash. <laughs> now it was a, it was a good concept. I think it was a, we were, the world wasn't ready for it. Like the world wasn't ready for Chappelle. The world wasn't ready for uh, Black Jesus. Um, also in entertainment, though, while y'all decide whether or not we should represent our how how we should represent our cu- culture and community in anime, um, we also saw that there was a uh, in entertainment we had some finals last week, so uh, finales rather, and that was the Game of Thrones and Power, and then we had some updates with this week's episode of Insecure. So beginning with Insecure, Reese, did you, I know you catched caught the episode. Right, let me update you that because I'm gonna have to go in a second. Okay. Um, so this was this week's was the last episode of mm-hmm. season two. Right. And um, she went out with a bang. Oh, um, so this was the finale as well. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know that. This was it. I didn't know that. Yep. So no um, wonder it was so tumultuous us. at the end. Yeah, she left us out with a bang, and. Um, really left us wanting more for season three and I hate that the show is only 30 minutes I love that the show is only 30 minutes I don't like the hour shows oh okay I believe that um uh you made me forget what I was gonna say oh that it should be more than just six episodes a season because I think that's all it was you hear me yeah and I don't know if it was six episodes I don't know how many episodes it was I know that it left me wanting more though yeah, it was about six. And so she ended the season with, um, they had a big birthday dinner for their friend Derek. And, of course, Lauren shows up with his new work girl. Hilarious. Hilarious for him pulling yeah. up with Shorty. Yeah. Shorty cool, though. I know. Yeah, she was cool. And she played it cool. And right. she made Lawrence feel comfortable. So it was all good. But, you know, um, Issa felt some type of way. But she yeah. handled it well. Do you think and she should have? Molly. You think she should have felt some type of way, or it was just it is what it is at this point. She's been getting it is what it is. Smashed. See your ex for the first time right. with a new girl. You know, it's just it's 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 okay to feel uncomfortable and awkward. But she so, saw him for the first time with another girl on Facebook. I thought, or at least once she researching no, he was the thick girl. Looking at her. No, no she, she was, was researching the girl her. from the bank. Remember, she was looking at from her. the bank. Yeah, she seen oh, him yeah, with her because she didn't know he was still messing with the girl from the bank. Right, right, right. Okay. So, but she was justified in feeling some type of way. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think everybody or every female would initially. And I mean, I think Lawrence even felt uncomfortable at first. All right, right. He didn't. He didn't um, feel. The, he didn't feel the greatest. No, and then her girlfriend Molly got banged out in the bathroom. Got smashed by the married dude. Man, he is taking yeah. full advantage yeah. of those cakes. <laughs> I mean, in she's the, so perplexed. Yeah, she like she is, is feeling some type of way at the crib. Like, oh my god, I have it all. I have the the view. I have the job. I'm upward mobile, but this love life is an emotional roller coaster. So it just yeah, seems like her and Issa are taking man. L's in the love department, huh? Yeah, well, and, and but it's you have to decide what you want, what you're gonna deal with, yeah, how much you, you're gonna deal with. Gotta have boundaries, man. Know thyself. Yeah. Know thyself. And then you know um, thyself, but know what thyself <laughs> will deal with. You know what's up, G, straight like that. And then um, the Thrones also um, finale, and it's just all I can say is winter is here, and we have to wait another year to find out what that even means. Because <laughs> they got the, they got the ghost dragon, they got the ghost um, giants, they got everything they need to kill all the humans, and then every human they kill joins their team. So I mean, it's unfair. And uh, they melted the, the North Wall very easily, and uh, they're headed they're headed south. They're southbound on 59, 57. So we're going to see what happens oh, with that, wow. but it's not going to be for another year. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what we do until then. Yeah. I'm just going to put my hand in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to find something else to watch. I guess so. And then also, uh, they season finale, Power. And, uh, man, I, I sort of fuck with Tyreek and uh, Tasha now, G. I kind of, you know, wasn't feeling their characters all the way throughout the season. Felt like, you know, Shorty mm-hmm. was being a little woman thou art loosed. You know what I'm saying? And um, Tyreek, he was just a, 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 a lean head. He was just too, too drugged up for the whole uh, season. But uh, they both went out with a bang, man. She kind of served the, the dude, the lawyer dude, some papers and was like, yeah, if I got to choose between you and me, uh, because you know the, I guess it's, I can't have the conflict of interest if I'm your lawyer and I'm smashing you. So she was like, "Nah, you're gonna be my lawyer then." And then uh, with Tyreek, he actually killed the dude that he let kill his sister. So if there's any, I guess, silver lining in there, he at least, uh, you know, what I'm saying, tried to make amends for his mistake, man. And, and he kind of, it was like his, I don't know, like his uh, coming of age, you know, step in the manhood type uh, season finale. So I kind of liked it. 
Okay. Yeah. But I know you got to go do your thing. And my uh, nonprofit wife has stepped into the building, so we're going to switch gears, man. Reese, go ahead and say okay. what's up to Kelly before hey, Kelly. you go. Hi, Reese. How are you? I'm good. Good, good. <laughs> so she on location right, doing her thing. We miss you. We love you. And we'll see you next Friday. Stay safe and kiss the boys for us, all right? All right, so like I said, we are in the house with none other than our special guest. And we are on This, That, and the Third. For those of y'all that have just tuned in, this is your boy, Calvin Leroy King. Y'all can tune in each and every Friday night right here on Urban Broadcast Media. Download the app, check out the website, do whatever you got to do to stay in tune with us on Fridays. But anytime you miss us live, you can always check us check us out on SoundCloud and or iTunes by searching This, That, and the Third with the third spell I, 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 like the Roman numeral three. So like I said, my lovely uh, guest is in the building. I'm going to go ahead and introduce him. We're going to go get right into her Kool-Aid, all right? So we're going to take advantage of all this time. So she is none other than Kelly Fair of Polished Pebbles. Kelly Fair is the founder and executive director of Polished Pebbles Girl Mentoring Program. Prior to founding Polished Pebbles, Kelly managed research studies, uh, national marketing for McGraw-Hill Publishing Company. That's the little logo you see on most of your textbooks. And uh, a nonprofit college preparatory program for high school students. Uh, Kells graduated from Howard University. Do y'all say the or nah? That's not a thing. The Howard University? No, that's not. You don't even have to do that. That's not even necessary. (laughs) Uh, With a degree in speech pathology, minoring in psychology, and completed her master's degree in speech pathology and audiology? Audiology. Audiology. I need a class or or two in that. Uh, (laughs) At the at the University of Iowa, and she uses her educational background to instill effective communication skills via the Polished Pebbles, S-H-I-N-E, also known as Shine. Smile, hello, introduce, nod your head, and end the conversation. And she uses that with all of her illustrious Polished Pebbles. And Kelly is the recipient of numerous local and national service awards. So with that, we're going to welcome in the lovely Miss Kelly Fair. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. How's your day going? How's your week going? We want to know everything, and then we're going to talk some business. Busy, as usual. As usual, <laughs> as usual. So the people that don't know about Polish Pebbles, first of all, they sleep. But tell them a little bit about what it is and kind of a day in the life of, man. You, your grind is real. So share it with the people. So Polish Pebbles is a girls' mentoring program I founded back in 2009. So September, this is our eight-year anniversary month. Okay, okay. So eight years ago, and we focus on girls being great communicators at home, school, and the future workplace. Okay. So. That means, just like you mentioned in my bio, shining. So if you mention, uh, you meet somebody new for the first time, making sure girls know how to introduce themselves to someone new. Right. Um, it means that they woke up on the wrong side of the bed, their mama got on their nerves this morning, but you can't go to school and cuts out your teacher or your principal, the girl sitting next to you because you feel like it. Yeah, that's frowned upon. That is frowned upon. <laughs> and, and But the reality is we know when they say, I feel like it, it really means that um, they're facing probably high levels of trauma in their homes and their communities before they even get to the school Doors. Straight up, straight so up. So what we try and do at Polish Pebbles is provide trusting, loving adults that they can form mentoring relationships with um, in order to find somebody to share that with or find the proper ways to kind of manage and deal with that. Okay. And we use the future workplaces, the campus, to do so. So helping girls understand why is it great to be a uh, good communicator. I saw all on your post you talk about being an 80s baby. Yes, so indeed. I'm an 80s baby as well, straight and they used up. to have something called Take Your Daughter to Work Day. Mm-hmm. And when I found out about that when I was young, I was all over it. I told my daddy, let me go to work with you. Let me um, get McDonald's for lunch and all those kind of things. I got a chance to get job shadow with him. When thinking about most of our girls, they don't necessarily have parents that have those kind of careers that can take them with them. So right. we try and create that experience with them. Right. So they do job shadows after their after-school programs with businesses like Bloomingdale's, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Microsoft, etc. Okay, okay. So we're here based in Chicago working with elementary, middle, and high school girls. We also have a Saturday program that runs on the second Saturday of every month mm-hmm. at Oakwood Shores. That's free and open to the public. Okay. Um, in addition to that, we're growing in northwest Indiana. We've been down in Texas, and then we have a college level of our program at Duke University, okay. where we mentor young women of color who are all, this year, all freshmen. Okay. So we just welcomed our freshman class in a couple of weeks ago at Duke University. So in other words, y'all, big things popping, little <laughs> things stopping with Polish <laughs> Pebbles. So, uh, man, it, it's a pleasure, like I said, to have you here, because I remember being at University of Chicago and being the extended day program coordinator and right. meeting you in that and it was like the first of all the buzz before I even met 
she was you Shane and Rob like hey man make sure you know what I'm saying her program's <laughs> tight you make sure you get her in like some of the programs were optional Polish Pebbles was not it was like no that's mandatory we gonna have that and it just speaks to the quality of the program mm-hmm. right so we're gonna talk about how we get that level of um, service in our okay. within our programs and curriculums mm-hmm. but I want to ask you uh, been doing it for going on eight years mm-hmm. right and there's been some advances in technology over the eight years, or maybe it's been pretty much the same. But how does it differ, the, the necessity of being able to have that human touch and that interaction with somebody face-to-face now when everybody communicates online? And it's kind of like it's a different language these kids seem to talk sometimes. So how much more challenging has it been as the program has grown to get the young ladies to make sure that they're adhering to the SHINE model? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the digital communication piece is a challenge for all of us. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, whether it's kids or if it's adults, we are all craving loving trusting relationships so when you look at the core of what's wrong with this one or that one it's usually because they're looking to be connected or loved and supported so i think one of the things i enjoy working with young people the most is that they're very authentic and they're very honest and they're true Mm -hmm. and they see you for who you really are oh yeah and because they're looking for loving and trusting relationships uh when they see someone who really shows up who's for real who's authentic and that they can see and they will watch you mm-hmm. and decide, is Them she actions. for real? Them is she actions. really going to show up every week? Is she really going to be there? Is she going to get an attitude when I get an attitude with her first yeah. because I'm just testing test her? Yeah, just to test um, so I think at the end of the day, human love and human emotion is real. I think that's the real priority, and I think all of us get that despite the iPhones, the computers, the this, the that, and the other. When people have an opportunity to really connect with somebody real, and if that's through a mentoring relationship, I think kids honor and they respect that and regard it, even if they blow you off a little bit. All right. They come back around. All right. Mm-hmm. So what, what what did your mentee-mentor relationships look like growing up? Was it more the family that kind of served in that role? Was it community members, a combination? Talk about that. Well, it's funny because um, we've been doing some work, kind of preparing some things, coming out for it, and I'm sure we'll talk about it before the show is over. October 7th, we're having our Chicago Girls Takeover, which yeah. is our annual uh, fundraising reception. So i kind of been doing a walk down memory lane. So you're a part of that. Yeah. Shane Evans, Robin <laughs> Lane uh, are a part of that with UCW, where they kind of incubated the program. Yeah. Um, I, last night, we did some work with one of my first mentors. When I was 13, I wanted to have a job. <laughs> I wanted to be an essence lady and have a career. And at that time, I wanted to be a cosmetologist. Okay. So Betty Clausen at Dudley's Beauty College let me come in on 95th Street mm-hmm. back when I was 13 years old and had my first job shadow, which has really kind of been the model for how we do what we do with Polished Pebbles. Right. So it was my mama. It was my family. I had a tight family of great-grandmothers, grandmothers, my mom, but people like Betty Clausen. And I kept working throughout my whole time in high school and mm-hmm. college, and I had strong female supervisors who mentored me, right. who really said, why are you wearing this? Here's polyester. Wear that. That's better. Mm. <laughs> um, how do you write <laughs> emails? How do you, you know, all those small things. So yeah. I've just been really blessed to have a strong family network, but also just that kind of strong network of women who really trained me and prepped me for everything and where I am today. Straight up, straight mm-hmm. up. Now, do you ever do any, like, cross-collaboration? Is there a male version of Polish Pebbles that you, like, lean towards or anything? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because our young men need help, but I think oftentimes our young men need so much help that our young women get forgotten about, right? So right. that's why it's so dope what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But when the opportunity presents itself, um, to maybe do collaborations and partner. Talk about that and how you work with other organizations that might specialize in something else. Well, I mean, I think there's lots of opportunities to collaborate and do different things. I know at sometimes when we've done uh, Men's Month for mm-hmm. our girls where we work to kind of expose girls to strong female, uh, male role models right. in our community and within our volunteer networks because a lot of them just don't have them in their day-to-day. Straight up. In some of that work, we actually use some of the boys to do focus groups right. to talk about how boys really think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we ask them the kind of questions that girls really need to know and they provide that feedback. Right. And then we're able then to kind of share it with the girls and that's been really helpful. We actually had some of the men come in and say, yep, they ain't lying. Yeah. That's how they really Tell it like it is. <laughs> That's what they really want. So, I mean, I think there's ways to um, find different ways to collaborate, bringing in people. We've done stuff with Blue 1647 mm-hmm. before to expose girls to, you know, digital literacy and, and all those different things. So I think the partnerships always pop up. Yeah. Um, I think the 
thing that we're kind of at is finding the right kind of partners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That's as true. we're going to talk some about, I know, building organizations mm-hmm. is really critically important to also kind of make sure you're doing what you do well. Yeah. Because um, sometimes you try and bring everybody in or be with everybody, and then it, it kind of fails. But when you find like-minded organizations, so for me, I enjoy the work that you do with your organization. Thank Love you, pushing you. boys sometimes that way to your really? organization as well. So. When you find people who do quality things, you love to connect with them. Okay, so we know a little bit about, you know, Polish Pebbles and where it started. Mm-hmm. Talk about where it's going. What's the ultimate goal? Because I know in my personal experience, <laughs> it seems to change. It seems like once I achieve something, whether it's a short-term goal or what have you, I just want more. I want I want it to be bigger, better, more in-depth. So what's the, what's the end goal if there is such a thing for Polish Pebbles? Yeah, I think impact for us looks like how do we create sustainable mentoring relationships for our young people? Mm-hmm. So with the way that sometimes the politics fall in certain areas and especially here in Chicago and the state of Illinois funding is here and there and all over the place. Right. Kids don't understand funding. Right. They don't understand budget cuts. <laughs> they care less. They just understand relationships and why were you here now and now you're not. Right. So for us, a long-term goal is just being able to have consistent, sustainable presence um, in the communities and the schools that we partner. Okay. So that's the number one goal. Mm-hmm. Making sure that we're strong right here in Chicago. Um, since we've been doing it and we've been scaling where we serve close now to 2,000 girls here locally through about 60 to 65 charter schools public schools and public housing we want to share that model with other places okay. so growing some in northwest indiana has been something that we've been working on and then we're just growing with our girls right true <laughs> quite frankly so as they're moving and progressing through the program and through life it's like Ooh, they need a systematic mentoring initiative when they're on college campuses Straight up. there's only so many phone calls i could take at two or three a.m in the morning mm-hmm. what kind of resources do our girls need on campus what kind of mentors do they need on campus to help them succeed at that stage in, in life so i think moving on with our girls whether it be keeping a strong school age program that's consistent right. growing with them at the college level in a systematic way um and then thinking about again we want girls to be great communicators homeschool and the future workplace mm-hmm. so how do we strengthen our workplace programs as, as well that's so indeed. i think that's where we're going is we've planted some seeds how do we grow and stay strong in those particular areas and grow as the girls needs change we need to grow um and develop and kind of be flexible for that okay now i want to talk about the upcoming events you have and some mm-hmm. of the annual events because there's always an opportunity for people that Maybe it's the first time hearing or they want to re-engage to mm-hmm. support and help out and things like that. Mm-hmm. But first, I'm not sure if you mentioned it earlier because I kind of got lost in your eyes there. Oh, what? I'm sorry, you know I had to do it. You know I made the song, but I got a whole mixtape playing in the background <laughs> like, in honor. Of I, made, <laughs> <laughs> I made a whole mixtape for you, Z, just because I knew you was coming. So this is Let's Chill, my God, Z. But I'm going to let them do the talking. Listen, what does the what inspires the name Polish Pebbles? So the name Polish Pebbles came from uh, a book written by Susan Taylor, okay. who was the uh, she's the editor emeritus of Essence Magazine. Mm-hmm. Essence Magazine had a huge impact on me growing up, a magazine for African American women. But her last book was called It's All About Love, and one of the chapters was about the strength of relationships mm-hmm. and um, and how personal interactions help us grow. And the quote was, like pebbles in a bag, we all polish one another. Mm. So I thought that would be an awesome name for how girls will interact in this program, how they'll interact with mentors in this program, and we may come in dirty, jagged, a little broken, a little bumpy, mm-hmm. but we'll come out polished. Very nice, very mm-hmm. nice. Now let's move into more of the um, annual events and upcoming events yeah. for the organization. Yeah. So we're excited. So as we're moving through the month of September, we can't rush because my birthday is on September you 19th. got to pause for the cause. <laughs> so we won't rush through September too much. But as we're moving through and we reach the month of October, there's lots of different things going on. But one date in particular that's really critical is the International Day of the Girl. Okay. Um, and we here in Chicago want to make sure, and especially with Polish Pebbles that we definitely make our mark there. Mm -hmm. So our annual fundraiser will be held on October 7th, leading up to the International Day of Girl on the 11th. Well, on the 7th, the Chicago Girls take over. Right? There's issues going on with girls and women all over the world, and we know a lot of them that are going on in third world countries on the other side of the globe, but man, there's a whole lot of stuff going on with girls right here. Plenty. In the south side. Plenty. In northwest Indiana. 
and making sure that people are aware of the challenges that they're facing, what day-to-day life looks like for them, but making sure that people are aware of how these girls are succeeding and thriving and moving through these different things and programs like Polish Pebbles, of course, are helping girls take over. So when they take over, girls are taking over those jobs and those careers at Microsoft and Blue Cross Blue Shield and with powerful people like Mayor Karen Freeman Wilson and Gary Indiana. So when people do the smallest thing, like saying... You could come with me today. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch what I do. Sit with me in this meeting. Girls are taking over, and they're learning what it takes to be a CEO, what it takes to be a manager, what it takes to be in retail or a technology. So we're celebrating the spirit of Chicago girls taking over on October 7th at Renaissance Brownfield right here in the community mm-hmm. uh, on King Drive. And we're ha- honoring a great amount of people, uh, Mayor Karen Freeman Wilson of Gary, okay. Indiana, State Senator of Indiana, Eddie Mel. Uh, Monique Rodriguez of Mayel Organics. So for all my natural girls that know about the natural hair care company, uh, Mayel Organics. We're also bringing in some of our national people. Stephanie Helms Pickett is the director of the Duke University Women's Center, but she's a native daughter of the South Side. Excuse me. Hey. On the rip. Ella Britton Gibson. She is a veteran uh, marketer and advertising um, uh, executive. And then also Chris Kurse of Chris Carson Company, who's an international hairstylist who's done a lot of work to support Polish Pebbles. And so Chicago girls are taking over. They're taking over some of those people's jobs. They're right. taking over jobs all over, learning, growing, thriving, moving beyond their challenges and succeeding and moving into the future. So we'd love to have everybody come out. Shane Evans is one of our co-chairs. My Dawn, Dawn Millhouse is one of our co-chairs. And We'll be announcing this coming week that our honorary co-chair is Deborah Olivia Farmer okay. of the Farmer Group. So we're we really, really break really some excited. news here on this, that, and the third. We Y'all did got it first. Break some news you got it right here, here on a Friday evening. Straight <laughs> up, man, and I like that, man. And uh, real recognized, real obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, the live is going crazy. I posted your picture on my um, IG <laughs> saying he's coming on. I got more likes than I'm used to. <laughs> oh, and wow. my man Sean Soresby, all the way in on the Bahamas, said dope stuff mm-hmm. all all the way around. Where can I donate? So how can people get in tune with you? How can I people love support? It. You love that, don't you? Cha-ching, Straight like that. Shout out Sewers. So how can the people get in tune with you and y'all, and how can they donate, most importantly? Because these programs ain't going to pay for themselves. Absolutely. So they can donate and then get information about our event, the Chicago Girls Takeover, on our website, www.polishpebbles.com. They can also go and follow. I think you probably tagged us Mm -hmm. um, on social media. So find me, Kelly Fair, on Facebook or Polish Pebbles on Facebook as well. Um, but you can make a donation of any size <laughs> <laughs> online. But we'd love for you to come out for the Chicago Girls Takeover event as well, um, celebrating the spirit of girls all over the world, but starting right here on the south side of Chicago. Straight like that. <laughs> all right, so like I said, uh, I told you I had a dope guest. You ain't want to believe me, but now y'all believe me. Huh? <laughs> I used to be the boy that crow, cried wolf. Everybody believe me. So, um, like I said, y'all are in the in the place to be, man. This down the third each and every Friday night on Urban Broadcast Media. Tell a friend to tell a friend to download the Urban Broadcast Media app. Check out the website www.urbanbroadcastmedia.com. And anytime you miss us live on Friday nights, check out the replay on SoundCloud and or iTunes by searching this down the third with the third spell I I I like the Roman numeral three. It's your boy Cavalry Roy King the third. We just have my co-hosts with the most. Get off the line. That's Reese PC the one and only. And we are in the building with the. Lovely Miss Kelly Fair of Polished Pebbles. So before we go, with a little bit of time left, we're going to play a popular game that we have here on This, and the Third called This, that, and the Third. And the questions are very simple. All you got to do, the rules, you just have to answer honestly and from the heart. You ready to play? Okay. All right, here we go. Okay. That little hesitation. All right. So I'm going to start easy. I'm going to start easy. We all 80s babies, right? And we mm-hmm. were talking earlier about trends. We were talking about trends. We hated trends. We loved. What were some of your favorite trends oh. growing up as an 80s baby? Trapper keepers. Trapper keepers. Trapper keepers what were you awesome. keeping tabs on? No, no, no. Real. <laughs> Trapper keepers, the little biking shorts with the little skirts around them. Excuse those me. Those were wonderful. The little tennis demos, right? Yeah. What yeah. were the things that you used to put your feet on um, and them balls, jump um, on? Yeah, I don't know why I want to call it a bop it, but it wasn't bop it. No. It was, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. It looked like Saturn. And I was one of the people <laughs> on my block that have them, and I was the youngest on my block, so everybody got on yes. my little thing. Oh, yeah. By the end of the summer, the ball was like Come on now. You had the, before the hoverboard was the hoverboard. That's what that was. Yep. You remember Skip It? Yes. <laughs> skip up with Skip Wait. It. And they still sell that. Skip It counter, yeah. They still sell that. Um, old school candy stores out of somebody's house. Mm-hmm. Or there used to be a candy store out of this van that used to stop in front of our school. I know that's that sounds scary. That's not a- <laughs> 
Sound like homie. It was a little dangerous. Sound like homie. No, yeah, yeah. We, that, we was rebels without a cause back yeah, then. Yeah, but I mean, I think there was a. It was a time where it was, you know, a little bit safer, and it was right there, and everybody knew. But you know, I just think things like that. You know, the pickles with the the peppermint. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't Pepper my thing. But, it was know, a thing, though. It was a it thing. was a thing. It was a thing. All right. So my second question. This is that. Um, let me go easy on you again. What? If you if you weren't doing Pops Pebbles as hard as that is mm-hmm. to imagine, what would you like? What were you supposed to be? You know how everybody oh when you grew up you should be a but you follow your dream. What would you be doing if it wasn't Pops Pebbles? Um, you, you know that's crazy, right? Yeah, it it's is like a total alternate reality. But uh, you know, I think what I was doing prior to this mm-hmm. with you know kind of working in educational publishing but working kind of in the corporate arena, I think that was kind of cool. I. I think at my heart and my soul, I'm probably really just a straight up entrepreneur. Right. So, I mean, even when I kind of step in here, here and there, I think my passion is just, it's having that blank canvas. So I may not be, you know, a a traditional artist, but it's that opportunity to say, what about this? Let's try this and putting the pieces together and creating it. Yeah, and that just means you're more of a creative, innovative person as yeah. opposed to, uh, you know, some people live on that employee-employer work level. Mm-hmm. And that ain't never been us. But let me say this. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. You need to not dump on that. Yeah, no, I'm not dumping need- on it. I'm saying you got to yeah. know thyself. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. That's all I'm saying, really. Because I need, I need oh, yeah, good I need, people. I need worker bees, but somebody <laughs> got to be the queen bee. Yeah. All right, so my last question before we get up out of here, and this is the third. Uh, where do you want to go for our honeymoon? Gosh. Okay, no, no, no. Where you want to go for your honeymoon? When you, if you can go um, anywhere in the world that you haven't been yet, where would I, that destination be? Like Santorini. Santorini. Um, yeah. And why? Yeah. Uh, the Isle of Capri. Um, no, I just think the Mediterranean is beautiful. So I've been to that part, but I haven't had enough time to just be, be there. Right, right. But um, I just think it's it's warm. It's nice weather. The people seem to be kind of chilling. It's right there by the water. Sounds like you. Yeah, and we can drink wine. Straight like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we thank you for joining us here thank on this, that, and the third. Me. I got my hands full, but we uh, virtually cla- uh, slow clapping you in and out, right? And, but uh, we thank you for uh, tuning in. Everybody that was on the live, everybody that was on the. Uh, there we go. We got the slow clap. Thank you, D. Curtis. He always on it. Um, so we thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of This, That, and the Third. Once again, brought to you by Urban Broadcast Media each and every Friday night. Tell a friend to tell a friend to download the app, check out the website. Anytime you miss us live, check us out on the replay of our podcast on SoundCloud and or iTunes by searching This, That, and the Third with the third spell I-I-I like the Roman numeral three. You've been listening to the illustrious voice of your boy, Calvin Leroy King the Third. My co-host is with the Moses, who got off the line a little bit earlier, Miss uh, Reese PC, the one and only. And then we had one of our one of my favorite guests here on This, and the Third, the lovely Miss Kelly Fair of Poly- Pebbles. So y'all be sure to tune in next Friday. Um, thanks to everybody that tuned in a little bit later. What up, Soresby? What up, Al? What up, Lourdes? And what up, Whitney and Janine on the live? And what up, Mac? Uh, thanks, D. Curtis, for running that board like Hussein Boat. And we will check y'all out next week. All right. We love y'all, Chicago. Stay safe and one love. Peace. Radio. Powered by Urban Broadcast Media. Chicago. Chicago. Chicago.